Welcome back to Three Point Firefighter. Today, let's talk about uniforms. And we'll talk a little bit about our gear too. Stick around. Give you about 15, 20 minutes. We'll talk about it. As always, today's podcast is sponsored by Fire Facilities, makers of reliable, all-American steel fire training structures built the way you train. Fire Facilities towers, burn rooms, and mobile units help you prepare to respond and survive. Okay, so I've been seeing a ton of posts on Facebook and Twitter and everything uh, where firefighters are commenting or having memes about wearing your uniform correctly and your bosses uh, basically getting you in trouble for it, you know, and with these memes, it's usually focused on, you know, hey, there's more important things to worry about than how we're wearing our uniforms. And let me give a disclaimer right away. If that's all, that your uh, staff is worried about, they're wrong. They're absolutely wrong. But if you don't take pride in how you look and how it reflects upon things, then you're wrong. So let's get into it. Basically, wearing your uniform is an honor. It's just an honor. When you joined the fire service, you knew you were joining a paramilitary uniformed service. So if you are of the mindset that oh, wearing my uniform's not all that important, or it's the least important thing that I have to deal with, eh, you're probably wrong in my opinion. Now, if you don't like it, I get it. If you don't like what I'm saying, I understand, but let me kind of make my point. So I had a lot of time doing my uniform right, and I had quite a few times where I didn't do my uniform exactly right. Um, both things, though, were because of my direct intervention. Let me explain. So when I joined the fire department, it was in the military first as a fire Air Force firefighter. So wearing your uniform correctly was kind of part of the gig, right? I mean, you had to as a military. But I always went one step further. I always made sure that I had nice crease lines. I had, uh, you know, press stuff every day, every single night. I made sure my uniform was great. I polished my boots. I made sure that when I left in the morning that I represented not only my country, but my fire department and my career as a firefighter very, very well. Now, it did help that I was in the military because I didn't really have a whole lot of choice and I wanted to uh, show that pride in the fire service. Now, after I left the Air Force full-time active duty, I went to reserves and I pretty much did the same thing. But this overlapped with me being in Lexington, Kentucky as a firefighter. And if you don't know, look up Lexington Fire Department. It's a wonderful fire department, wonderful firefighters, great staff. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, but what I would do when I got hired at Lexington, that was my goal. I, that's all I wanted. When I was in the military and I realized I was going to transition into civilian life, that's the only place I wanted to work. And I looked all around at different fire departments. I went to, I actually went to these fire departments and looked and talked to firefighters. You know, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, Plano, a bunch of places in Texas, because that's where I lived. Then I looked at Louisville, Frankfurt, where I'm from in Kentucky. But it was an accident that I happened to go to a Lexington Fire Department, just turned out to be headquarters. And it was wonderful. I was really impressed with the way things looked, how people acted, the smell, the traditions that you could already, they had a, they had a, uh, a Dalmatian in the firehouse when I went to see it. They had a, a, a watch, a night, or like a, a they had a watch booth at the firehouse that people had to sit in. So there was a lot of tradition there. 
talked to some firefighters, fell in love with the place. I went all out to get this job and I was very fortunate to get it. So what I would do is um, I would make sure every night before I went to work, I ironed my uniform, pressed it perfectly, right? Pants, everything. And then I'd hang my t-shirt up a certain way, polish my boots. Now my boots weren't like mirror finish. To be honest with you, I don't see a big, a big reason for a mirror finish on a boot. I know that seems kind of different than what I'm talking about, but we still work, right? So it's been my experience whenever I have really shiny boots, like especially in the military and I get them scuffed, I get upset. Then I got to go back to work and do it. But if I have a nice clean pair of shiny boots that aren't mirror gloss, then I'm a little less worried about getting them dirty. But not only going back to Lexington, not only did I do this to my uniform and boots every night after I did it, I sat down on the couch and I looked at them. I looked at the badge from Lexington. I took a lot of pride in it. I couldn't wait to put the uniform on the next day. So that's pretty much how I did things in Lexington. I don't remember a time, and maybe I did, but I don't remember a time where I didn't wear my uniform right. Uh, I took a lot of pride in what I did. And I wanted to let people know outside the fire department that I had a lot of pride in wearing my uniform. Fast forward, I go to a Southern Indiana fire department, pretty much do the same thing. Now, I start to slack off on the boots. If I had to be honest, I did terrible with the boots. I would clean them. I would have them polished ever so often, so many times a year. But as a training officer, I gave myself an out. I'm like, well, you got to wear these dirty boots because you're always out there doing stuff. No, it was just me being lazy. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, I don't have, I, I, I struggled fitting in there. So I feel like it was maybe an outward way to let people know that it didn't have the same effect on me as it did in the military or in Lexington. I could be wrong. Just, just telling you. So let's talk about uniform a little bit. Again, if your fire chiefs are not worried about, uh, you know, staffing, if they're not worried about your training, if they're not worried about your health and all they talk about is uniforms, well, they're wrong. Like I said earlier, they're just wrong. They need to worry about the community first, you second, and uniforms fall in there somewhere, right? I'll let each department decide that. But let's ask you this. Do you want to be considered a good firefighter? I think I do. Well, what makes a good firefighter? Now, I've had a podcast uh, earlier this year talking about what makes a good firefighter. It's a very subjective term. But ask yourself, what makes you a good firefighter? If you think a good firefighter is the person that's on the fire ground scene, all aggressive, going and burning buildings, pulling people out, yes, that's a huge part of it. But the, being a good firefighter, in my opinion, is an all-encompassing kind of a holistic approach to being a community servant. So with that in mind, do you look the part? Do you act the part every single day you go to work? Or do you just worry about being a good firefighter when the bell goes off? And is that pretty much only when you deem as it, it's a real emergency, you know, smells and bells, well, I don't care. But ask yourself this, as a firefighter, who do you emulate in the fire service? Let's think about how they, how they look, okay? Do they present a level of professionalism? Do they look like they care about their job because that is important, right? Let's look at why a clean uniform is important to you, your company, your department, and your community. Does it have anything to do with saving lives? I think it does. Let me explain. So let's start with you. Why is a uniform head to toe looking clean, pressed, worn correctly? Why, is that, why should that be important to you? Well, right off the bat, self-esteem. 
experiencing pride in one's appearance can contribute to an enhanced sense of self-worth, right? Uh, fostering a positive image. You'll feel better. Think about this. Have you ever had, ever had to go to a wedding and you have to wear a suit or go to uh, you know a gala or whatever and you have to wear a suit? If you're like me, I don't wear suits hardly at all. Usually people have to be dead or getting married or in some cases both. That's when I wear a suit. But you know what I do when I do wear that suit? I make sure it looks good on me. I try my best. I try to pick a nice looking suit. I make sure it's pressed. I don't leave the house until I think it looks good. I'm taking pride in it, right? I don't wear it that often, so I should take pride in it. It's no different than a, a uniform at work. You should put that uniform on and be proud that you're working at that fire department. Be proud that you're representing a community. Be proud you're representing your company. Now, a well-groomed and polished appearance is often associated with professionalism. Do you want to seem or appear professional? Do you want to be professional? Well, that's where it starts. You can't argue with somebody when they say you're unprofessional if you look like you store your uniform in a mayonnaise jar out in the sun. You can't. Professionalism is a spectrum, and the way you look is important as well. Taking pride in your appearance can contribute to that positive first impression that other people see, right? So that will make you feel good. So keep that in mind. What about social interactions? Well, taking pride in how you present yourself can positively impact social interactions. Others may respond more positively when they see that you've invested your time and your effort into your appearance. You got a nice clean uniform. You got nice crisp press lines. Everything's looking good. No stains. It just makes you feel better. And when people notice that, that makes you feel better. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Do me a quick favor. Drop a like on it. Hit subscribe so you will know when a brand new episode drops. Now back to the podcast. People often tend to extend more respect and courtesy to people that take pride in their appearance. Now, this can translate into better treatment in various social and professional situations. It's just the way it is. Think about people that you work with or have worked with <clears throat> that look like a sack of potatoes in their uniform. Now, um, I worked with a gentleman who uh, called, there was a gentleman who was extremely overweight, didn't take care of himself. And his, his button down shirt would always pop out over his gut. And this gentleman called it a dick awning. Thought it was hilarious because the guy was too big to wear his uniform. That should tell you something, right? That's not pride. It, it, you can even have a nice looking uniform, but if you are so overweight that people look at you and you can't physically can't wear the uniform, that reflects poorly on you. It reflects poorly on your company, your department. It looks bad in the community. That's part of your uniform, right? It's you. It's how your hair is groomed. It's whether you shave or not. It's whether your uniform is put on correctly. Okay, so we talked a little bit about you and how a clean uniform can affect you. Let's talk about your company and your department, right? Well, when team members take pride in their appearance, it contributes to an overall sense of professionalism. We aren't talking about professionalism for you. What about professionalism for your company, for your department? Let's say you go out to do uh, pre-inspections. Well, if you've got that one guy that has the old job shirt that went from navy blue to faded Confederate gray and the uh, denim um, collars look like pieces of bacon, I don't care how the other people look, though your, your community is going to see that and know that your company allows that level of unprofessionalism. So a well-groomed and cohesive team appearance 
does enhance the team's image, both internally and externally. We've talked about internally. Now we're talking about externally. What people think about you and what people think about your department. Is it any different than a dirty fire truck when it hadn't been rain in days or snow in days, but your fire truck looks terrible? You, chances are most firefighters I know, regardless of where they fall in with uniforms or gear, they always want a nice fire truck uh, to show the people out in the community that they take pride in what they do. Another thing to think about when it comes to the team and the department is unity and cohesion, right? A team that collectively takes pride in its appearance fosters a sense of unity. So a shared commitment to presenting a polished image can strengthen your company's identity and solidarity. So what does that mean? If your company looks good all the time when they go out, that makes you a better team, right? Maybe it's, it's 10 out of a thousand things, but it does have part to do with that. So many, many, many years ago in Lexington, Kentucky, when I was working for the fire department, they decided that we could have polo shirts. The only thing was everybody on that company had to have the polo shirt. So you weren't allowed to wear this, wear that, wear this, wear that. So like everybody looks like they're wearing something different when they come off the truck. Whether it looks clean, crisp or not, doesn't matter. They didn't like that look. I kind of get that, right? So currently I work at a department that has so many options. Now, we should be grateful for all the options, right? Because that does allow us a little bit of individuality. But at the same time, like I said earlier, we're a paramilitary uniform service. Let's look at it. So if you have one guy wearing a job shirt, one guy wearing shorts and a polo, and one guy just wearing a t-shirt, what does that say to that community? What is it, how does that reflect on your company, on your department, on you? Maybe not so good. Let me ask you this too. You want a promotion probably, right? You want to be a lieutenant, a captain, a chief, whatever. If you constantly have to be told to shave, if you constantly argue with wearing a long sleeve polo or a short sleeve polo, if your t-shirts that say your has your logo, but they're all faded and cracked, how can you be upset when you don't get that, that promotion, right? Part of being a leader is looking the part. It is. Maybe a small part of it, but it is a part. So overall, yes, you should care about uniform. You, you should care about how you represent yourself, your company, and your department. If you do not, maybe you don't belong at that department. Hell, maybe you don't belong in the fire service. I don't know. Look, if you're that guy that's super aggressive on the fire ground, if you're that guy that goes to every conference and goes to every class you can, but you look like you just woke up in your uniform, you, you've got room to grow, right? Don't think for a second that our job is only based on how we do in structure fires and in trauma. We all like those better. I get it. They test us. It's easy to do things you like. It's hard to do things you don't like. So if you want to be a well-rounded person and, and represent your department, wear your uniform the right way. Now let's talk about gear. Gear is one of those things that, man, oh man, it bugs me. And man, oh man, did I not wear it right quite a few times. It is not hard to tell a new recruit in his uniform, is it? Think about it. Think about a new recruit right now. Picture a new recruit. What does their uniform look like? Well, they probably have their helmet, maybe a different color because they're probies. They definitely have the ear flaps down. They have their uh, hood all the way up. They have their throat tab, collar, closed, 
all the way down. Everything looks good. They have their gauntlets on. Now look at your seasoned firefighter. Think about right now a firefighter in your department that you respect as a firefighter, like the physical act of being on the fire ground. What does his gear look like when you're at a fire ground? Tell me if I'm wrong. Would it be the ear flaps rolled up? Would it be the uh, hood pulled down around his neck? And maybe he's got the disco collar where, um, you know, his coat doesn't button for like two or three buttons or, or stays unzipped down. His throat collar, or I'm sorry, his throat tab collar is wide open. Maybe the Velcro's worn out. Maybe that. Maybe they don't have suspenders on. Possibly they don't have their gauntlets on. Hell, they may even be using uh, extrication gloves at a fire. But you love this guy, right? He's, he's a go-getter. Well, here's my problem with that. The gear is made to keep you safe. It's not made to make us look cool. Spoiler alert. We already look cool in turnout gear. Just, we do. It's just a fact, man. And you know it every time you go into a grocery store, don't you? You're just wearing your turnout pants, your t-shirt, a little sweaty, a little dirty. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. But you trying to look cool versus you staying healthy and uninjured for your family and yourself is paramount. Now you're saying, Jake, you always wear your stuff correctly. Nope. I sure didn't. I was brought up in the fire service where you didn't wear your hood up. You wore your hood because you had to, but you didn't wear your hood up because you had to be able to tell when it's too hot in a fire. Well, let me tell you, I got screwed on that deal. I was in Lexington, had my hood down. I had my ear flaps up, went into a really nice fire. I liquefied my ears basically, and only because I didn't wear my gear correctly, right? Uh, and my brothers and sister firefighters at the firehouse made sure to draw a picture of me and my percentage of burns. Uh, if you don't know me, my ears might be considered bigger than most. So they made those 18% each, kind of deserved it. Well, if I had to be honest, why did I wear my gear that way? Yeah, I was told that, but never by training officers. I was never told that by a captain. I saw senior firefighters wear their stuff like that. I heard them talk about things like that. So I wanted to be a senior firefighter, so that's what I did. So I would wear uh, my air pack sometimes. Like, at middle of the night, we'd get a run. We've been there a thousand times in the past couple of years. So I would just kind of halfway get dressed. Now, I never got caught on that one, but man, I could have. The line of duty death information is out there on people that got caught making the same run over and over and not wearing their gear correctly. Spoiler alert, if you're a paid department, you're paid to wear it correctly. If you're a volunteer department, you're expected to wear it correctly, right? So wear your gear correctly. And that goes to your hood, to your helmet, pull your ear flaps down. Uh, if you, if your, your throat tab collar needs to be fixed, fix it and wear it. Uh, wear your gauntlet, wear your gloves, wear everything you're supposed to wear the right way. The same with the air pack. Now, this is where I kind of lose my shit when it comes to air packs. As a training officer, it's one of the things I was always telling people, make sure you wear it right. Make sure you wear it the correct way. I'd be on fire ground uh, and tell people, hey, put that waist strap on, right? Why would you not wear your waist strap? Now, I've had one person tell me, one person came up with a semi-good excuse, and he said, to be honest with you, it's a small uh, district I serve, and we're right on top of the fire before I can do it. Well, okay, that is an informed decision. However, I still would argue it's pretty easy to 
clip that but that uh, belt buckle and cinch it tight. So why do you do it? Why do you do the disco coat? Why do you put the ear flaps down? Why do you, for me, I wanted to be cool, I guess. I wanted to look like the senior salty firefighters, but it serves no purpose. Now, let me ask you this. You put your backpack on, you got your disco uh, coat, you got your ear flaps either taken off or not even rolled down, and something happens to you in a fire. Oh, and your, yeah, your waist strap's not on. So now your brothers and sisters have to come get you, God forbid you're down, and what's one of the things they got to do now? Well, they'll probably have to fix your, your gear. They probably, have, they, maybe they try to grab your air pack and it comes right off because you didn't put your waist strap on because gosh, damn, it looks cool to have them just dangling down. I, I, I did the same thing. I get it. So you're putting, you're taxing your people that you say you care and love so much that they, now they're going to spend more time in a fire in a dangerous place, trying to help you to get to your bare minimum where you should have been already to pull you out of a fire right? You're putting them at risk. Why? Just, just why? Now, if you're an officer and you allow your guys to do this, shame on you. Turn in your bugles, bro. You don't care. You don't care at all, right? If you're one, if you're an officer and you halfway wear your gear, right? Turn in your bugles, man. Just ride backwards. You don't care. Don't give me that shit. Yeah, but when the fire hits, bro, I'm there. I'm the guy you want. You know, you know what I want? I want the guy that doesn't have to have his stuff put on him in a fire correctly so I can help him out. You're paid to be an officer, or if you're in a volunteer department, you are elected to be an officer. Take care of your people, right? And don't give me that stuff. Well, so-and-so doesn't listen. Well, then so-and-so shouldn't be in the fire department. Or, well, that guy, he's just different, man. He's a different kind of guy. Look, you're the officer. You set the standard. You enforce the standard. It's just that easy. So I've complained a lot today and there's more to it. There's a lot more to it, but this all comes from a long time of watching people doing the wrong things and me, myself doing the wrong things. I just recently saw a Facebook post of a brand new firefighter less than six months on. And this firefighter is now on social media with his uh, boots unzipped, his uh, pants pushed kind of in his boots, his shirt a little too big, looked a little dirty. He looked a little disheveled, and that's a brand new guy. One, why did he do it? And two, why was he allowed to do it? That goes right down to his own personal pride, and it goes down to the officer that let him do that. And now, when people scroll down and look at this department, that is the representative. Look, I know it's more fun to talk about forcing doors and I know it's more fun to talk about stabilizing cars and structure fires and all that stuff. If you want to be a professional firefighter, be a professional firefighter. You don't have to get paid to be a professional firefighter. A professional firefighter takes care of his community, takes care of his company and himself. He looks good, talks good, acts good, does a good job. It's just that simple. You don't have to go the route I did. You don't have to burn your ears. You don't have to pretend to be cool and wear your air pack halfway correctly uh, with your mask dangling down. I mean, you don't have to be that guy. Use this as the wake up moment and start living the life of a good firefighter. Brothers and sisters, I appreciate your time. Take care. Be safe. Holla. Our podcast today was sponsored by Fire Facilities. 
This Made in America company is dedicated to constructing top quality custom training structures to meet your needs. Make your training count with all steel structures that are made to last. Visit firefacilities.com for more details.